0: There's a fascinating Gemara in Yuma, Peivav. I think we're all familiar with it, but I don't know how many of us were ever really made on the aymik of the Gemara. The Gemara says that if a person does tshuva me'ava. if you do tshuva because you sincerely love the rabbi Shalem and you want to get close to him, you're not doing it mitayach yira. which means that all of the Averis that we've done become actual merits to us it's not alone enough that HaKadosh Baruch Hu simply deletes the Averis from the record which would be a Chesed Elia in and of itself but we have the amazing dividend that the Averis that we've done actually flip and they turn into mitzvahs. How do you understand that? What is the Ayme Kadavr? How does such a thing happen? I mean, <laughs> I did an Avera. Okay, let's, you know, people that do Avera should close the door very quietly, very gently because you don't have what to be proud of. Now I do tshuva, so we delete the record. But to say that the Rabbin Shalom has such rachamim that our somehow, they don't just go away, but they actually turn into mitzvahs. That's beyond our human comprehension. But yet, this is what Chazal tell us. And if this is what Chazal tell us, then there has to be a very, very deep imik to this. There has to be a svara to this. There has to be some understanding. So comes along, Rav Baruch the great Rebbe Ber Libwitz, Rashiva of Kamenetz, and he says a one-line vart. And whenever I say this mm. vart, people laugh, and I laugh, because it's such a funny thing. He says that the Avera is a hechsher mitzvah. If I didn't do Lashon Hara, then I, didn't, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do tshuva for the Lashon Hara, so therefore, in retrospect, the lashon hara that I spoke was actually a, a hechatimsa for tshuva. It's a hechsher mitzvah. It's like it's just like preparing for a mitzvah. You have to buy a lulav and esrog these days. You have to make sure the have proper aravis and hadasim and bind it all together. That's the hechsher mitzvah. That's the preparation. The actual mitzvah is the shaking of the lulav. The Maisa mitzvah is tshuva, but the hechsher mitzvah is the avera. And this is something also. It's it's a beautiful vard. It's 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 adorable, maybe. But it's it needs a, an imik. It needs it needs understanding. I want to share with you tonight a beautiful balshtamta that I saw. There's a gorgeous pasuk in yermio The pasuk in yermio and karat Non pasuk says as follows. In those days, in the future, sometime in the future, and in that time, says Hashem, I will seek out, says Hashem, the Averis of Klai Yisrael, but they're not going to be. I'll look for them. I'm going to search them out but I'm not going to find them. Because I'm going to forgive those that, I have re- that, that remain. Whoever remains of Kla Yisrael, love, I, I will forgive them. I will be Yivukash, I'm going to search for their Averis, but there's none to be found. I don't understand this Pasuk. If HaKadosh Baruch is going to forgive Klai Yisrael, so then what are you searching for the Averis for? They're gone. I, I have forgiven you. So what are you looking for them for? Because of this Gemara. Because if a person does tshuva me'ava, the Averis are Nasek with this infinite wisdom is going to be looking desperately for more Averis for us. Maybe you spoke Lashonar. Maybe you did that. Maybe you did this wrong. Because I want to give you more schar. nena, They're not going to be here anymore because all of them have already turned into mitzvahs. They're all nasa kezachiyas. What I wanted to say on this vart is that in order for the for this to work, for tshuva mehava to flip the... Averis into mitzvahs, there has to be a yavukash. There has to be a search for those Averis. There has to be an analyzation of those Averis. You know, there's a place, if you drive up to the Catskills, right where the, uh, the Palisade sort of turns into the 17, somewhere in between those areas, I think it's called the 6th, there's a big college. It's called West Point. West Point is like the Ivy League of military academies, military schools. And I visited there. It's a beautiful, beautiful campus. It's uh, I don't know, maybe a hundred acres. It's huge. And they have a lot of playing fields. And they have beautiful castle-like buildings. And they have cadets walking around with their starched uniforms. These are for the upper echelons of the military. These are the people that are going to be you know, in the war rooms and they're going to be on the front lines, and they're gonna be the generals and the this is where they're all bred in West Point. And I ask you, what do they do in West Point? What are they busy with all day? They're learning a Shvarashpa, what are what are they busy with these people all day? What are they they're going to classes, the university, you get credits, what are they doing all day and all night? And the answer is that what they're doing is they're reviewing and analyzing and understanding every battle in modern history. What went wrong in Vietnam? How did America fall into this quagmire of Vietnam that we would lose a war? What happened? Ah, in this battle we did this, we got ambushed, we didn't realize the enemy, we didn't know the, the people were demoralized, the soldiers didn't know who the enemy was, and in the Korean War it was a little bit of this, and in the Persian Gulf War it was that, Just as an aside, they once asked one of the West Point Rosh you know, one of the the dean of West Point, like, (laughs) do you ever study the the battles at Israel, the modern state of Israel? Do you ever study those battles? And he said, no. He says, we study war. We can't study miracles. We don't understand miracles here in West Point. We study war. We, we, we go with a strategy with the uh, HaTava. It says all of Israel's battles are all Shalai K'derech They're all miraculous, every one of them. And we could talk about Tashkacha Pratis of every single one of those battles. When we're waging war against our Sahara, just doing tshuva alone is not enough. This is what the Sfarim say. Shuva alone just clapping Al Khait and saying Al Khid Shahadan Vanachab Lashanara and I use Lashanhara as the generic Avera, but we all know that there's a lot of other Averas that each and every one of us are engaging in that are unspeakable in, in public. But whatever those Averas may be, if we're just going to say it and expect them to magically go away, it's not really it's not the way to do it. That's not how you fight a battle. You fight a battle by understanding the enemy, by understanding in the Lashon Rabbeinu Yayna ki paruahu, that you know that you were exposed under certain conditions in battle. You know what happens to you every time you do that. And so you have to learn from those averus. You have to learn from the war that you may have lost, those skirmishes that some of them we may be won but a lot of them we lost over the course of the year and try to understand how did we go wrong? How did it happen? We have to have a West Point, like a war class of understanding the Aver. It has to be Yavukash Es Yisrael. You have to analyze it a little bit. How did it happen that I, I, I was in my room and I did that Aver? How did that happen? Oh. I know because I had my laptop with me and it was unfiltered and my roommates were away and, uh, and I was in a funny mood and I, I was bored and I was this and I was that and I was I was angry about this. And, okay, so now you have to understand if this is what I did wrong, now there's a wealth of information to be gleaned from that and let's try to protect ourselves going forward. And when we're able to go and understand where we went wrong in our Averis, and we do tshuva me'av, I don't want to go there, I love you Hashem, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to disappoint you and myself anymore and my neshama. I can't. When a person does that, now I understand how it's a hechshir mitzvah to go back to the Avera and to learn from it, and that's how it flips into the greatest schos because you're learning from your Avera what not to do going forward. Yavukash, you have to seek out the Averis, understand from the losses how you went wrong, what you did wrong, like a football player or a basketball player watches film, right, of their opponents and this guy, this player, and what do we do wrong in this game and that game? That's what we have to do. If we really want to take our chuvah seriously, if we want to not repeat Our mistakes of the past, we have to understand the lessons of those Averis. We go back and we think, how did I go wrong? Why was I so weak? I mentioned the other day in Nevada, I had a a roommate in one of the yeshivas that I learned in, and he wasn't wearing tefillin for weeks and weeks. He was a bentire, he was learning in yeshiva, and everything was, but my, my roommate and I noticed that, he wasn't wearing tefillin. How do we, and we, we didn't know. We went down to the Medrash and he just woke up and two minutes later he's down to base We put a cotton ball on top of his tefillin which was on top of his locker and that cotton ball did not move for weeks. We didn't know what to do. We didn't want to embarrass him. So we went to a chashu Avrech in the yeshiva. We said, what do we do? He said, very posh, you learn with him hilches tefillin. Make a sayder with him hilches tefillin. And then once you learn hilches tefillin you can't, but put on villain, and well, I'm learning his I'm not doing it. And sure enough, like a charm at work. Today he's a very big big Marbitzera, he's a beautiful mishpacha I bump into him every once in a while by Simchas. Why didn't he put on villain? Khmesh? He had he had issues, he had to work out. But you have an issue, you don't you have a, a, a weakness in a certain avera. you have to learn about it. You have to study it, you have to know what you did right and what you did wrong and how to go forward. There's a wealth of knowledge. If you want to flip the Avera into a mitzvah, you have to study the Avera, learn from it, and let it be a hechsher mitzvah. It's the hechsher mitzvah of real tshuva. To effect real change, you have to understand where you went wrong and go forward with that understanding so that you can fight the next battle more successfully. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Never is HaKadosh Baruch Hu expecting us to be perfect. We're human beings. But at the same time, we're expected to try. And if we try, that's all that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. But I want to tell you one more thing. That's the sur-meyrah part of this understanding. But I believe there's another, perhaps more important, yesayid. And this is what I really want you to take away from tonight. There's a, a famous medrash. The medrash is really made famous by the Beis HaLevi. I'm going to say a pshat a little bit different than the Beis HaLevi, but I, in, in the Beis HaLevi, the is B'Shalach, and he says as follows. There's a medrash that says that Meshur Abenu says, I sinned with the word az, and with that same word az, I'm going to sing shira. Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu says, I sinned with the word az, ki mei basi al paroi I complained to HaKadosh Baruch Hu from then, from az, the time that you sent me to paroi to be your emissary, I messed up everything. it just became much worse for Klai Yisrael. I was, I was being misraim against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uba az, Meshir, I'm going to use that same word az, I'm going to employ that word az that I sinned with, and I'm going to use it to sing Shira with. And I think that the pshat, the aim of this medrash is that you have to, in life, learn how to convert sin into song. <coughs> you have to be able to take an aveira that you do, the word oz in this case, and sing Shira with that very same word with oz. And when we're able to figure out how to do that, to use our passions and our desires that we used in a very treif a way, if we're able to convert those passions, convert those desires into a positive, those are the people that are the most matzliach in life. There's a great story that the Gemara speaks about between two of the greatest Amiram that we know of, Reish Lakish and Rabbi And Rabbi was always a, the great Rabbi since he was a child, he was a tzaddik, he was a Tamil Chacham muflag, he was one of the greatest. Reish Lakish, the Gemara says, was, a, was an armed robber, he was a bandit. And Rabbi was very beautiful, Rishlakish Lakish was very strong, Very, he had brute force. That's how he was so successful in mugging and being a bandit. And one time they met in a river, in a lake. Rabbi Yechanan was in the lake. All of a sudden, Rishlakish Lakish jumps like very far, like a superhero, very far into the lake and showing incredible strength. And Rabbi Yechanan, with his beauty... Looks at Rishlakish, Rishlakish with his strength. Looks at Rav Yechanan, and Rishlakish says to Rav Yechanan, "You're beautiful, but you're a rabbi. No, Use your great beauty. You're so handsome. You're so attractive. You should be able. you You'd be able to, to get any 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 of the opposite sex that you want. Anyone. You're you're you're, you're beautiful." Use the force, that use, this, use this, this, this power that you have, this beauty. Use it l'Nashem. And Rabbi Echanan looks at Rishlakish and says, eh, Take your strength, you're so strong, and use it for Tyra. And Rish Lakish says, I don't know, uh, you know I have this, uh, I make a paranasah, I'm a bandit. Can't start being at chacham. Rabbi Echenen says, you think that I'm good-looking? He says, I have a sister who's more beautiful than I. And if you become a Baal and you become a great, a great Rav, a great, a great leader of Klai Yisrael, I will give you my sister. And the Rish Lakish, married Rabbi Echenen's sister, and Rish Lakish became the great Rish Lakish. What does that mean? What it means is that the greatest way that a person can learn Torah is by understanding the power that he has within. How do you know the power that you have within? How do you know the passion, the ambition, the desire that's gonna, that you're going to have to have in order to become great in learning? It takes a lot to become great in learning. A lot of ambition, a lot of zitzweish a lot of aravanya, a lot of amelos. How do you know if you have that or not? How do you know if you're cut out for this that we call amelos and tyra? Well, very easy. What are you, what, what's your habits? What are the habits of, uh, of you? Bemile Dalma. Are you a strong person? Yes, I am. I'm very strong. Are you committed to things? Yes, I'm very committed to what I want to do. I, no one can stop me. Do you have ambition? Oh, nobody has ambitions like I do. What do you use your ambitions for? Rabbi, you don't want to know. You don't want to know what I use my ambition, what I use my my desire, all of the talents, all the kishrei. You don't want to know. But trust me, I have more talent in my finger than you can ever imagine. Lai Raisa. All of that, Shows kimeya edim that you will be the greatest Talmud Chacham in the world. All you have to do is flip those passions of what you're doing now, and just simply convert those to Tara. and there will be no one greater than you. We look at ourselves like avaryanim. We look at ourselves that we have done so many averas. We have so much guilt. We have so much to be ashamed of. And I'm not going to comment on that. That's completely a personal issue and you have to deal with Hashem in a couple of days' time with that. But what I will tell you is that you, if you want to do tshuva me'avah, don't ignore those averes. Learn from them, like we said before, the West Point Mashal, but also understand from them how powerful you are. Those Khisrainas that you perceive as Khisrainas are your greatest mylus. I've spoken to people that are in Kirov, and you know what they told me? They told me that the people that are indifferent about Yiddishkeit, about, about religion, they can never change. They can never turn into a Baal Tshuva because they're just indifferent. They don't care. Everything is cynical. You know who the people that really become the greatest Baal It's the people that are so negative. They're against Yiddishkeit. They're passionate about their antithesis to Yiddishkeit about their war against Yiddishkeit. This is fake and that's fake. I don't believe in this. I don't believe it. Those are people that are ripe for the picking because they have such a, a passion for something. They're not indifferent. They care about something. If you care about something, that means you're alive. It means you have an ishma. It means you have drive. And that's the most beautiful thing in the world. Okay, until now, the Sahara hijacked that drive. But it doesn't have to be that way forever. We're in Aser Simei and say, I want to convert all of those drives, all of those passions, to the Lutzad There's a great Hasidish tale that I love. There was once a Hasidish rabbi, I don't know who it is, so I'm not going to say who I think it was. It doesn't matter. It was one of the great rabbis. And, you know, the the rabbis had this ability to go up on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur to Shamayim, and you know, and open the gates for Klal Yisrael and, and, and be able to mashpia good for the whole the whole world and the whole people, the whole nation. And one year this Rebbe was very troubled. He says, I can't, I can't something is blocking. There's like a tremendous mabdil. And he said to Ashamish, he said, I want you to gather all of the thieves in town. Get all the thieves in town and gather, bring them to Shul right now. It's Yom Kippur, it's night. Get them here. If they're busy breaking into people's homes tonight, tell them to stop, take a break, come to Shul. And he gathers them all up and he, sa- he gathers them around and sa- gives them all a, a Kol Nidre, a Machzer, and says, say a few tefillahs. And they say a few tefillahs and he says, now, now everything is fine. They said, Rebbe, what would you do with these people? He says, don't you understand that the gates of heaven were locked. I couldn't open them. So what did I do? I called the thieves of town. They know how to pick a lock. They could pick a lock like no one else. It takes them two minutes. They jiggle around with it. They're able to open a lock. And they were able to be What does this mean, this story? What the story, I believe, means is that if you have a kishrin to do something, it's an Avera. You're a Ghanif. You know how to pick locks. Or you know how to, how to do things that are really, really bad, but you're passionate about those things that are bad. And you're obsessed with those things that are bad. That's not a good thing. But you're so powerful. You are so powerful. There is no force in the world that could stop you when you decide... To go to the to the positive. To use those abilities that you have to pick locks to open the Shari Shemayim because that's exactly what you have. There's a story that's told about a uh, about Shuvah who was a real a real person that acted on his taivist before he became from And then he became from... And the hardest day of the year was Erev Kippur. Why was Erev Kippur the hardest day of the year? Because he had to go to the mikvah. And he had to unbutton his shirt. And on his chest, on his arms, on his legs, were tattoos. He had tattoos all over his body. Tattoos with people's names on it. He had tattoos of... uh, of anything and everything. You can use your imagination. And Nebuchadnezzar, he wanted to go into the mikveh surrounded by all these Chasidim, by Anshe Maisa. But he was so ashamed. He tried to go early in the morning, but even early in the morning, people were there and they were staring at him. And he was petrified. He was mortified. And in the mikveh, there was also standing around and noticing the scene as it was playing itself out there was an old yid and this old yid comes and says come here I want to show you something and he shows him his arm he says look I have a tattoo also I have numbers on my arm I also have a tattoo you have a tattoo I have a tattoo let's go into the mitzvah together We all are branded with our own Averis. We all have a lot that we carry around in our minds, our, on our conscience, in our heart, in our neshama, and we think that we're unforgivable. We're just, we're just like, I'm not a ben taira. I claim to be a ben taira. I'm a yeshiva, people think I'm a ben taira, but I know, B'chadri chadar, and what I do, and, and I'm not like everybody else in the room. And I'm here tonight to tell you that if you have taivas, moshchei base medrash, the Gemara says, ki paga bach menuvol we're going to learn it in Masechah's Kedushan later, ki paga bach menuvol if you have, if you bump into this terrible, disgusting menuvol, the etzahara, this disgusting bria, moshchei Base medrash, pull it into the base medrash, and everybody else, we didn't pull into the base medrash. Throw it away. Throw it in the garbage. What do you mean bring, you're bringing your maneuver into the base medrash? And the answer is yes. That maneuver that you have, that taiva, that desire, that chemda, that ratzain, that sheifa, that was used up until today for sometimes very bad things. Mashchela base medrash. Schlep that into the base medrash. Convert it. That's your tattoo, but it becomes the greatest source of pride. This is your honor. Yes, you do tshuva. If you do tshuva me'ava, and you understand the lesson that we're learning here tonight together, all as one, myself included, then you understand now so clearly the beauty of this chazal that the avaynes nasas kizchuyas is there a greater schus than having those Averis and being able to convert them withsrat Those Averis don't throw them out. You don't want to chuck them, you want to cherish them, not them themselves, of course, but the drive behind them, the creativity that you have, the, the ability to think, the ability to, to, to imagine that you've used lit now use the litsara the beauty that you've seen in nature on the other side, now see it in Tyra. The chelach, the strength that you had to use, aveira, now use it. That's what I believe Chazal means when they say that the Avinas are Nasa's Kizchuyais. It's a hechsher Mitzvah. Is there any greater hechsher Mitzvah than an Avera in a sense? Obviously, we don't go and do an Avera as a Hechshar Mitzvah because someday I want to do Tshuva, but in retrospect, if we look in the year that passed and we say, wow, I did all of those Averas, no, don't look at them as Averas. Look at them as a Hechshar Mitzvah. Look at them as a way, as a stepping stone to jump into the world of Tshuva, the world of Taira, the world of She'ifa, because you're going to need all of that in the base Medrash. All that creativity goes to Chidush All that strength goes to Hamelos. All the rutzen goes to being the want, the desire to be a ben to be a Tamil Chacham, to be a De'a Sefer. the <mashcheu> base <l'beis> Medrash, schlep that into the base Medrash. That will be your greatest pride. That will be the booster rockets that, that propel you into stratospheres that you at one point thought were impossible to ever attain for somebody like you. No, it's specifically you that will attain those things because you have everything that it takes. You have to turn sin into song. May al Paray az yashir meisha. You ever notice that the Ashamnuz, Ashkenazim sing... Ah, I had a friend who was a Svardi He said, "What in the world are you vujvujing doing? What What are you doing? Are you crazy? You're singing Ashamnu." <laughs> I sing and I, 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 stole and I robbed and I killed and I maimed and I brutalized people. Ah ha! What are you doing? And the answer is that we're turning sin into song. We're saying yes, Ashamnu. But because I was Ashamnu, you're going to see how I take the force behind that Ashamnu, that passion that I had to sin against you, Hashem, and I'm going to be your most loyal, faithful servant. But God knew, yes, I was treasonous against you, but now I learned from that treason how to be the most wonderful servant. knew I've stolen from people. I've picked locks, but now I'll pick the Shari Shomayim. I'll open up the gates of heaven because I know how. Nobody else might know, but I do know. Dibarnu Nudeifei, I spoke badly, but I know the power of speech, and I'll use it now for Taira Tfila, speaking well about others. I can convert my sin into song. And I could sing. A Yid could sing Hashamnu. Because that's exactly the way we're going to convert all of the Averis into the greatest mitzvah, The Hechster mitzvah becomes the Hechster mitzvah. The highest form of mitzvah comes from the Averis that we've done, that we've learned our mistakes from. We're never going to repeat it because we've learned the battle plans. But also we learn the passion that we have inside of us. And now we're going to convert it, we're going to change it, we're going to morph all of that into becoming the closest Abdi Hashem that the rabbinic Shalom has ever seen.